0: podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk Exodus chapter 3 verse 16 through Exodus chapter 4 verse 5 Um, and of course you know it goes without saying that we're in this moment, aren't we, of fresh and new year. We're, we're in a moment of everything being sparkly and wonderful. Yeah? Everybody taking the decks down yet? Yeah? Anybody taking the decks down yet? Yeah? We'll save it for Monday. Then when Monday comes, tomorrow, you'll be like, we'll save it for when we are like to work. I refuse. The sun shines out though, so that's a good thing. How warm was it yesterday? That is not normal. Listen, if that's global warming, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. (laughs) Wow, be like, get out. Listen, recycle, it's responsible. So here we go. We're going to have a look at these few moments and God willing, they're going to show us something or at least give us the opportunity to get ourselves off on the right foot, to start in a a right way for this new year ahead. There's always so much expectation and anticipation for a new year. Um, I mean, it goes without saying we were ready to be rid of, let's go back a year, 2020, amen. Amen. And it oddly, none of us expected it, did we? But we're all rather glad 2021's finished, aren't we? If anybody, uh, you know, when you're tidying up later on, or maybe tomorrow, or maybe even Tuesday, if you do find January through April of 2021, let me know, because I am missing it. Anybody notice? It just went. And I'd forgotten, because you place it out of your mind, don't you? They didn't even release us while April. I mean, like, are you joking? if he tries that again. I'm joking, of course, my word. We're gonna have to edit this one this week. (laughs) But with expectation, with anticipation, we start this new moment. And the the very first of January, which was yesterday, the very start of a new year, it's a fresh calendar as well, isn't it? Anybody been through their calendars that they got for Christmas and put in all the birthdays for 2022? Yeah. Yeah, I have a wife that does that. I'm so grateful for her. The Lord was good to me. He was like, Matt, you are terrible at planning. You are terrible on the most part at life. Here's a woman (laughs) that is wonderful. God God bless Laura. I'm grateful for her. And I'm sure we can can all (laughs) have a testimony that says we are grateful for those that look after us. She didn't realise she got three children. (laughs) But it has been a, a random few years. But here we are again. A new year and a new start. And we all love a clean slate, don't we? I mean, tomorrow, we're gonna have a day off. Those that aren't off tomorrow, I apologize, all right? I could have edited it in, but I decided to leave it out. We're off tomorrow, on the most part. So Tuesday, Tuesday's the new slate. And what I've noticed about new slates as well, and you work with me here, right? That when we decide, don't we, a new year can, can just be a new month. Listen, church, I'm also one of them that it can just be a Friday knowing that Monday's coming. I'm going to stop eating the bad stuff and on Monday, yeah. Now, there are two ways to look at that, especially with a new year. There are two ways to look at it. Like, I'm waiting for the new year to come because I want fresh start, I want fresh perspective, I want to go with it with a renewed vigour. These are words that go through my head, I know. (laughs) Clearly nobody's impressed, anyway, I was. Or, the other way to look at it is, to be quite honest, I can't be bothered to do it while Monday, you know? I'll have this other biscuit, it's just an excuse, just an excuse to have another piece of cake in it on a Friday, during Christmas as well. Listen, when you've got a handful of, uh, of, of oh, they are terrible, but they're a handful of honey, salty cashew nuts. Oh my, oh my word, they should be illegal, shouldn't they? Yeah. I reckon I've put on three to four people while eating <laughs> while eating said, said uh, honey roasted cashew nuts, incredible things. But did you know, this is a, an honest truth, not that nothing from, it's always honest truth, but psychologically, right, we have this thing inside of us that loves a fresh star and, and they've given it a name, the scientists, they thought about it long and hard. Like they do. And they've called it the fresh start effect. Yeah. (laughs) Took them a while, it took them a while, but they got there. The fresh start effect. But we do love it. Naturally, we are all in that same boat. Now you might not be one of those people that says, do you know what, I've got 20 New Year's resolutions and by the end of January I will have forgotten. You might not be one of those people. You might be one of those people that doesn't even tell anybody that they've got a New Year's resolution for fear of failure. Yeah, Don't pretend like you're one of those people that doesn't say anything because, you know, I'm just better than most. You're one of those people that doesn't tell anybody because you know that come Tuesday afternoon, it's done. We're on 3rd of January. Terrible. But with this idea in mind, I want us to have a look at these passages in Exodus chapter 3 and chapter 4, and you'll see why, God willing, as we go through it. The nation Israel had grown to such a, a, a position now that the captivity that were, they were in in Egypt, it was becoming untenable, it was becoming difficult to manage, the Egyptians were struggling to keep a hold of the Israelites. They'd gone from just a few people, the word sort of reveals to us, over a million people at the end of their captivity in Egypt. And God raises up Moses to bring about their freedom, to bring about a plan that really in their minds could never have even thought possible. And Moses was the man to action the plan that God had got. Now, truthfully, as we're going to have a look through the word, he was a little less enthusiastic than he should have been. You know, if God speaks to you directly and says, you know, Moses, this is what's going to happen. I'd like to think that we would be like, yes, God, let's do this. Okay, a little less bigger than I anticipated, but never mind, we'll still work with it. That we, we, I would hope that we will be like, yeah, come on, we can do this. God, you've got this in control. God, you're you able to do the immeasurably more. And I'm going to root myself in that. Let's do this. And Moses was, um, yeah, not quite there. He was in a moment of, what about though? Yeah, but what if? Yeah, but have you thought about? As though God doesn't think about and God doesn't know the what is. And God's not sure if the outcome is going to go the way that he set it in motion. Let's have a listen then. Exodus chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, he said, God's talking to Moses. He says, go assemble the elders of Israel. Now, bear in mind, we're not even talking to Pharaoh yet. Yeah, we are not even talking to Pharaoh yet. It gets worse for the lad. But here, go assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, appeared to me and said, I have watched over you and have seen that he uh, seen what has been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised to bring you up out of your misery in Egypt into a land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Fast and confident. That's the key there. If anybody wants to question my theology on those, come see me after. A land flowing with milk and honey. The elders of Israel will listen to you. Now, you'd have thought at that point that I'd have just sat home. Shall I read that again, just in case you missed it? The elders of Israel will listen to you. Full stop. Then... You and the elders are to go up to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to, our Lord, uh, to, to the Lord our God. But I know the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. After that, he will let you go." And I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed towards this people, so that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed. Every woman is to ask her neighbor and any woman living in her house for articles of silver and gold and for clothing, which you will put on your sons and daughters, and so you will plunder the Egyptians. Now, listen. Isn't this a moment when you should be listening to what God's saying? It's pretty clear, isn't it? God is pretty clear about what is going to happen. Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said to him, Throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. The Lord said to him, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that, you, uh, so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask right now that as we look into your word, Father, that you'd encourage us, that you'd speak to us through it. Father, you'd help us to listen with an open heart and open mind to be ready to see what you've got to say to us at the very beginning of this new year. We pray, Lord, that you would just bless us now as we look together. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, when you look at that, you can see that Moses, although he was expecting that God could do something, he was nervous, apprehensive at a fresh start. He was nervous and apprehensive that God was doing something far bigger than just this moment. There were bigger moments to come. He was nervous that these things were happening. He was, I guess, in his lack of understanding, perhaps even in a lack of faith, was thinking, how can all this possibly be? And really he was just at this point going to tell his own people what God had set about and that God was going to do something incredible. We get to see, as, we, as you read through the account, and you may want to do that later on, we get to see more of Moses' fear and his failure, he lacked really as I can see it, and you might uh, have a different view to me, but he lacked the faith that said God can do these things. Or perhaps the line that I'd probably fall down is that God can do these things through me. He didn't doubt that God could do it. He just doubted that God could use him. I wonder if you've ever been in that position. Maybe you're in that position now. Where you're like, God, there are so many things that I feel like you want me to do, but I just don't know whether I'm the person. I'm not the man, I'm not the woman for that. You know, I I just, I don't have the capability. I don't even know what to do with what you're trying to to put in my hand. I have no idea. And we can find ourselves feeling like the the faith comes into action when we, or or lack of faith, when we say, God, I, I think you can do it. In fact, I know you can do it, but... I'm not sure it's me. I'm not sure that you can do it through me. And if we're really honest with ourselves, as people perhaps who've grown up in church, maybe have been coming to church for a while, there are verses that we're able to call to mind. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, if that verse came to mind when, when we were in a moment of, I'm not sure God can do it, through me, well then, if that came to mind and it was fresh in our thinking, we'd be like, well, you know, I'm not sure, but actually, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." You. you see how we've got like a rebuttal to the argument that goes off in here? Like, no, listen, I, I'm sure I can't do it, but I'm grateful that God can. I'm certain that whatever these next steps look like, that I'm like, this is too daunting, I can't do this. You're right, you can't, but you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Moses truthfully was all too aware of himself he was all too aware of his failures and his flaws but we have to place in our minds church that God is able to do the immeasurably more when we look through the word we see that he has done in the past when we look at our lives we can say he is doing right now And with the lens of faith, we can say, God, you are going to continue to do far beyond what I could ever think or imagine. Beyond my wildest dreams or expectations that, God, you're able to do those things. Why? Well, because you're the God who puts the stars into space. You're the God who created the galaxies and the solar system. You're the God who created the ant and the giraffe. Listen, you're able to do it. I know you can. God, I pray that you'll give me the faith to know that you can use such as me. You know, if God can use a donkey to talk. Hey, if he's able to do those things that we've seen him do, is he not able to do those things through you? You see, when we limit ourselves and what God can do through us, are we not limiting what God can do? We're saying, God, I'm not your person, I'm not able to step, I'm not able to listen, who am I? Now you're right, you're nobody, but God is. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Let's not limit what God can do. Listen, God says something quite incredible to Moses. In his moment of doubt and his lack of, of hearing, when he says, when God's already said to him that the elders, in verse 18, the elders will listen to you. And the first question that Moses has is, what if they don't listen to me? Well, I've already told you they're going to listen to you, Moses. Maybe I should have started with, what if you're not going to listen to me? Maybe I should have started there. Moses, listen to me. I've told you that the elders are going to listen to you. Oh, but what if they don't? What if they don't? Well, listen, Moses, what's in your hand? What is in your hand? When he says, well, I've got a staff, well, throw it on the floor. And Moses throws the staff on the floor and it becomes a snake. And he's like, whoa, naturally. And God's like, right, pick the snake up by the tail. And Moses picks it up and it turns back into a staff. And God's like, look, it goes on, by the way. God's like, look, if, if we can do that, Don't worry about what they're going to think. I've got it covered. I've got it covered. And I've got it covered, Moses, with what you have in your hand. God's saying to you and I this morning, on the very beginning of a new year of 2022, he's saying, what is in your hand? What are you able to do? What are you willing to do? What's in your hand? You know, when we look at it and we see who we are in and through Christ, we are made, aren't we, as the word tells us, in God's image. Amen? We are made in God's image. And when we look at who we are, and we're nobody, yet we bear the maker's mark. Amen? We bear the maker's mark. We were made in the image of God. And God uses the staff, then that's in Moses' hand to reveal to Moses that God is bigger than your doubts. He's bigger than your fears. He's bigger than your worries. He's bigger than your flaws. Use what is in your hand. And we have so many different arguments to bring back to God. And you're the same as me, so I'm happy to go for this. God <laughs> I, I am not the most eloquent and God says to you your passion and your enthusiasm for the gospel is infectious and you say well god you know I would but I'm not the most outgoing person to be brutally honest you want me to speak to people <laughs> i mean a text that sort a of push I don't want to look him in the eye and talk to him. But you see, your desire to serve can send far-reaching ripples that can change people's lives. You may not be the biggest giver in church, but my word, you can be the one that has the most cheer about it. We look at things and we think, I can't because. We limit what God can do. You may not be able to recite 40 different Psalms, but your pursuit of all things the Word is infectious. And people want to know why you are so on it. Well, I'm on it because I want to learn. Listen, you might be able to recall 40 Psalms to your mind. I might read the Psalms every day and still not be able to recite them because my mind doesn't work like that, but my enthusiasm and passion for looking into the Word will be able to be enough. It will get me through. God is bigger than my fears, my failures and my flaws. You know, the world, as I've noticed, and it's not just recently, it's been for a blooming long time, but the world is constantly telling us, be who you want to be. And there are so many options to be who you want to be that most of the world have no idea who they want to be. And that's the reality that we face on a day-to-day basis and our children face and our children's children are going to face. I don't know who to be. As a Christian, Colossians 3 and verse 3 says, my life is hidden in Christ. My life is hidden in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Who do you want to be? In Christ, I am a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. I am a Christian. This is who I am. I serve the one true God. I am a servant of the creator of heaven and earth. And I don't serve him because I feel like he's going to strike me down with a, a bolt of lightning. No, I serve him because I love him. And I only know what love is because he first loved me. I only know, I only understand what love is because God gave his precious son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for me. That's how I know who I am. It's not because I'm, well, arrogant, not because I'm blindsided, it's not because I've got tunnel vision. No, I know who I am because my life is hidden in Christ. Outside of him, I was lost on my way to a Christless eternity. And we all have this testimony if we put our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus That I am saved, I'm redeemed, I'm set free. My life is hidden in Christ. And God is saying to us today, as he did with Moses, what is in your hand? Focus, church, on the now. Don't think, you know, in five years' time I'll be in a much better position so I'll be able to do A, B, C and D. That's not what God has ever asked of anybody. He asks you, he asks me, he says, what is in your hand? He can do things through you and me that we never thought possible. And I am certain that if we approach this new year that says, God, you've got this, that we will go from strength to strength. I am certain because the word tells me that I will go from strength to strength in this new year jesus as we look through the new testament he always but always focused on the now having faith that god was doing the stuff that wasn't happening in the immediate he focused on the now where he was who he was with and what he was doing he focused on those things and said god you have got this in control and I'm gonna live according to your word and lives will be changed. Isn't that what we want? That I'm gonna live according to what you've called me to do and I'm gonna step into tomorrow knowing that you've got the rest in control. And we have the opportunity, church, to do the same, to do what is in our hand. Let's focus on the now. Today, don't worry about tomorrow. It's got enough trouble of its own. Let's focus on the now because it has eternal consequences. If we have the opportunity to share the gospel with somebody today, but I'm only gonna share the gospel when I can recite the whole of Philippians. They're gonna be waiting a long time. You know, I'm only gonna share the gospel when I, I have all the answers. I can promise you, you'll never share the gospel. Because we don't have all the answers. I'm only going to share the gospel when I feel comfortable enough that if somebody asks me something, I've got an answer to give, whether it looked right or not, but at least I've got enough to blind them with science. Share the gospel. Do what's in your hand. You are you, uniquely created. And those moments that we have, God gives us the opportunity to use. To share the word, to share the good news, and to say, I am a Christian, doesn't make me better than you. It just means I've realised I needed a saviour. And share the gospel with those people around about us. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for its encouragement. Lord, as we look forward to this new year ahead, we just ask, Father, that you would just help us and strengthen us to use what's in our hand. Father, not to be afraid of of who perhaps we think we should be or who other people think we should be, but rather focus on who we know we are in you. Help us to be rooted in your word. Help us to be established and to be growing in your word. Help us to stay focused on all that you've got for us. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. Father, our minds and our hearts to be fixed on things above. Bless us and courage us, we ask, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.